uh, for now. Uh, let me do this. Let me do this. Uh, we're good. Uh, good evening, sir. Hello, hello. How are you? Oh, I'm spectacular. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Vibing, vibing. Vibing. Uh, what would you be doing tonight if you did not join us right now? Um, I'd probably uh, continue to be watching Punked from the early 2000s. Uh, where did I just see that? Where did I just see Punked? On some streaming service. What was it? Hulu? Yeah, that's what I'm watching. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was my, my, I have three daughters. My middle one's really sick right now. So we were flipping through. I was trying to find something else for her to watch. We turned on Hulu. Um, and I saw Punked and I was like, wow, I haven't seen that in forever. Dak Shepard's on it. Uh, the yeah. guy from the office, which I can't, Ryan from the office was on it. And I was BJ like, Novak. Thank you very much. BJ Novak. And, uh, we didn't end up watching it. She actually picked, uh, dance moms, which I ended up watching a lot longer than she did. Uh, v- very interesting. Some of those gotcha. moms are crazy. don't know if you've ever seen it, but they're crazy. No, nah, but I've heard. Yeah. And, and, and like my daughter, she's 10 and she goes, yeah, uh, this show's about these moms making it more, <laughs> she's so wise, making it more about themselves than the dancers. And I was yeah, like, well, I gotta, watch, I gotta watch this. Um, but thank you for giving us your time tonight. Uh, sorry, I'm interrupting punked. It's streaming. You can watch any time. It's like it's, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's the state <laughs> of the world, right? There's nothing yeah. live anymore. Um, is is the word mark or being a mark or marking out a bad word? Um, I think as far as that terminology goes, it's all about context yeah. and and intention, like how you're intending to use it. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it could go either way. Um, we say this a lot on here that it's okay to mark out. Like, we're all, I look at it, I guess in my view, I look at it as a good term. Like, I would think mm-hmm. marks are a good thing. Like, the origin of that word, if I'm not mistaken, is who who is a good mark. So who... Who is a good uh, demographic is the way I would put it. And, yeah. Yeah, right? Because those are the people who are spending the money. Yeah, that's right. Right now, kids are the marks because they got <laughs> disposable income. They just get it from their mm-hmm. parents. Get them. Um, In this wrestling world and business, you, you, you've been doing it, I think, since 2014, maybe, give or take a year. Uh, trained by the great Ronnie Deeds, I believe. I think that's his name. Sonny Deeds. Sonny. Sonny, yeah. Ronnie. Close. Close. <laughs> I, I was researching at work, so I must have heard Sonny, wrote Ronnie. It's all good. Um, no worries. Thank you very much. Uh, growing up, you played high school football. You walked mm-hmm. around, you, you banged heads. Uh, you played under the lights on Friday. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I've just been watching a lot of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> um, but 
as far as wrestling goes, what what hooked you into the business? I mean, we all watched it and loved it. I watched it and loved mm-hmm. it. But what hooked you to actually go in and do it? Um, I don't know. I've I've, I've like straight up always wanted to my my whole life. Um, I was hooked for for I think I was like six years old uh, when I saw Yokozuna versus Undertaker, and that just kind of changed my whole world. Um, and then, you know, when I was a kid, me and my, my brother and, and the neighborhood kids would all like wrestle on trampolines and stuff. And it was all I was ever about. So eventually, you know, you, you get the urge, you get the itch, the opportunity creates itself and then you step into the ring. And, um, so you tell your your uh, parental figures, "This is what I want to do. I want to go into wrestling." Uh, what was their yeah? What was their thoughts initially? Um, it was always like, "Yeah, that's that's cool. That's fine. Just make sure you uh, have like a a real goal, like a re like a backup plan." And I was too dumb to <laughs> to do that. You didn't you didn't think think ahead in the future. Nah, I was like, nah, they don't know what they're talking about. I'm gonna be main eventing WrestleMania. I don't need social studies. No, it's overrated. Yeah. You think Austin Kutcher did social studies before he came out with Punked? No. I don't know. That dude's like a whole advocate for all kinds of like causes and stuff. Now I think he's like retired from from Hollywood. Yeah. Seems super smart. I think he learned after the fact, though. I don't think he was retroactive. Yeah, yeah probably. probably. Good looks. I had that 70s show. Looked right up. Mm-hmm. And he was a model, too. He was a model before the 70s show, I believe. Calvin Klein. I mean, I I believe it. I think so. Um, <laughs> Got transitioned back from Calvin Klein, Austin Kutcher modeling to wrestling. It's difficult, but I'll get there. Um. I'm going to fast forward. So, obviously, you went into the training with Sunny Deeds. Uh, you taking mm-hmm. your first bumps. You're having your first match with, uh, I think, Travis Banks, who also trained along with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm very interested about, and I heard you mention this on another show, is uh, you got some great advice about a ladder match um, from one of the best to ever do the ladder match, and that is uh, the late, great Scott Hall. Yeah, I was interested in what advice he gave you that night, and how you utilized it. Okay, cool. Uh, so this was like my first ever ladder match, and just so happened that day, uh, my my fiance and I went to the big event. Um, she's a big fan. We're 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 big marks. Um, but I was mostly there for her because she got to meet Goldust, and I was like, okay, well while we're here, I'll I'll I'll, I'll meet Scott Hall. And I never, when I meet the names and stuff, I never say, oh, I'm a wrestler or anything. But for Scott Hall and I had a ladder match that night, I just said, yeah, hey, man, I've been um, watching your your ladder matches to, to kind of study and prepare for this one. And he, like, lights up. He's like, oh, like, love, love to talk about it. But he's like, the thing about the psychology of a ladder match is that you have to you have to acknowledge the thing that you're trying to get. 
no one ever does that. Everyone does their spots, and that's cool. But every once in a while, you got to look up at that belt and and that that or that briefcase, whatever it is. You got that's what you're trying to get. You need to let the crowd know that's what you're trying to get. Yeah, it's uh, you know like we were talking money in the bank matches earlier uh, before you came on. And when that bell rings, and it kind of, I guess in Money in the Bank, you see it because you have like six competitors. But like in a ladder match, when that bell rings, the first thing you should be doing is trying to get a ladder up and get to that title. Mm-hmm. Right. right. At least like his thing was every, every beat, you know, you get yeah. pop a big move. That's fine. Just soak it look in. Up. Look like up. That's, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. You mentioned psychology, and you're you're big on the psychology of a match. And Scott Hall gave you some great advice. Um, as far as uh, in ring psychology, storytelling, which you're extremely high on, I've heard you mention it several times before. Um, uh, do we not have enough uh, storytelling in today's day and age? Um. I'd say that depends on on where you're looking. Um, certain certain platforms are are much better at storytelling than others. Uh, some rely on it more, however you want to to phrase it. But I would like there to be more of it for sure. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it's good that we don't have as much because then it's more special when I when I feel it. I don't know. Um, just with anything in wrestling, there's there's a million way, different ways to look at it, and uh, yeah, it's all about your your viewpoint. Do you have like a list of stories uh, you would like to tell in the ring? Do you have like a white whale of a story you would like to tell? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't not like a list, but I do like I'll watch, um. I'll watch wrestling and and pick up on the story that's being told and and just be like hmm, that's a story I'd I'd like to try and tell, uh, but I even that and like moves I always think oh yeah I'm gonna do that and then I forget and <laughs> just come up with stuff on my own. Uh, I th- I heard you uh, talking about I I think it might have been moves it might have been spots. Uh, basically you said, uh, I'll see something. I'll like this in the match. I'll take it for myself. Not, not really like copying and stealing, but take it, deconstruct it, rebuild it, retell it. Um, Mm. I, I just thought that was, I mean, that was great stuff when I heard you say it. There's not really a question behind it. Um, I've just heard a lot of people say that. I think Bully Ray said it on Busted Open. Uh, you don't steal people's moves. You find ways to retell them as your own something mm-hmm. of that nature um i i thought that was great when i heard you say it <laughs> now i feel like chris farley in snl uh, remember, remember that <laughs> now, time yeah. <laughs> remember that time that was great that was great mr radke <laughs> i will say it is important though um for me when i watch like a like a move or a spot or whatever, and I tr- you know try to to make it my own. It's important not just to take the move, but to figure out what worked about it. Like right. why does this move work? 
um, and kind of de- deconstruct it from there instead of just, oh, I like that move, I will do that move. Um, <clears throat> we talked about in-ring psychology and, and storytelling. I'm watching, I have NXT playing behind us. You might be able to see it, my glasses, I don't know. Uh, but it made me think, it, this guy got thrown outside the ring and quickly starts holding his knee. You know, you get thrown outside, you land, you hold your knee. Uh, mm-hmm. Till this day, I'm 40 something years old. I start, I stopped keeping count. Uh, mm-hmm. It always gets me. I, the, the knee injury in a, in a, in a wrestling match always gets me. I'm like, did that guy really just tear one of his CLs? Right. Or what? That's the one selling. Uh, as long as you don't oversell it, that mm-hmm. gets me every time. Um, right. Selling, overselling psychology. Uh, what can we get a little more of in wrestling, and what should we have a little less of? Um, hmm. well, I think we should have less um, people who who there are characters who their whole their whole character is built around. Their whole personality is: I am tough. I am a tough guy. Like that's. There's so many of those, and I think that it's, it makes everyone who does that seem less special to me, just my personal opinion. Um, more of? Which is odd, because it's re- it's wrestling. You would think being tough would work, mm-hmm. but we must right. we get too much of that. Yeah, because, I don't know, you ever walk into a room and like everybody is kind of the same? Uh, like yeah. it, a corporate meeting or something like that. Yep. They're all just kind of drones, right? Uh, it's it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. For me. Yeah. It's like um. um go ahead. I was I uh oh here's what we what I would like to see more of is uh, more non wrestling segments on indie wrestling shows. I would like to see more of that as well. That is something that I don't think, you know, because we're, we're all we're doing is emulating what we, right. we saw growing up on television, right? But, like, no one, no one's doing w- weddings or, you know, any of that, that dumb stuff that, like, you know, and sometimes the internet, like, yeah. hates it or whatever. But, like, that's what's fun about wrestling. It's not just, like, I don't know. We need a good indie wedding. You're right. We need a good indie wrestling wedding. Oh, we did have one. Um, my my best friend Big Dust had one uh, a couple months ago oh, in Seven Valleys, PA. But I'm just saying, like, but that that was right. the thing though is that it was something that we worked really hard on and, and kind of had to pitch, and then felt so grateful that we were given kind of this creative freedom to do that. And it's because we don't ever get to do stuff like that. And I, I talked about, I've had this question before because, and I say it all the time, like I was never into independent wrestling until I started this show, which is weird to say now, Mm -hmm. but I've talked to a lot of indie wrestlers since. And I, to me, I'm like, well, how do you carry storylines across promotions? And how do you have factions? And how do you do 
Well, just what you're saying. How do you have those stories across promotions, across independent wrestling? And mm-hmm. I think it's challenging. I think it can be done, but it's challenging. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on, obviously, it has to be uh, decent promotions, you know, as far as cooperation, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, it's you could never carry not never but be tough to carry a storyline over you know cross promotional but then like but but with every promotion that you work with because everyone's got their own agendas and things that they want to accomplish so i as a performer can't just take that over for whatever vanity project i'm trying to do but um i've been fortunate enough to be able to do some some things like that you know this this kind of narrative follows three or four promotions and that's always fun um you uh i I, i'm trying to figure out which bullet point i want to go to next uh i write all these notes down and never stick to them another thing that you mentioned in a when i was preparing for this uh and something i i use in my daily regular shoe job is uh continuous improvement and you mentioned uh like that's a goal of yours like after every match you want to go back you want to continuously improve from match to match to match is basically what you were trying to get at um i'm going to ask you specifically after you have a match um what are you you watch it back and, and and pick out things you could have done better or hey is that literally what it is yeah i mean you know um i try to i try to have someone fill my match just with my phone uh so i don't have to wait for like the footage to get released i don't always but when, when i can i do um and yeah i want to see especially i'm at a point right now where i'm trying to experiment a lot in the ring with you know different kinds of things that i can do uh so if i I'm, try something new or usually i try a few new things i want to watch it back i want to see what worked i want to see what didn't work if it didn't work i want to see maybe what i can do to make it work or just scrap it all together um i want to see what what kind of looks sloppy so i can clean that up um yeah, and I'm just constantly, you know, picking apart my stuff, just trying to be better. And that that, that leads to something uh, I've asked a lot of people, like when you come through the curtain, uh, do, would you rather have people come up to you and, and give you like a big pat on the back, like, great job, it was awesome, or would you rather have people mm-hmm. come up to you and say, oh, this spot could have used a lot of work or this move was a little this or that. Would you rather have a constructive criticism after your match or an attaboy? Um, I think both have their place. I I have gotten uh, pretty good at, at this point at figuring out who's being honest and who's just giving me an attaboy. Um, cause especially my friends are, are great gauges because they'll tell me when something's messed up. And I, I, I'm very lucky to be able to work on a lot of shows where my friends are with me. Um, 
but they'll tell me, hey, that, that, that wasn't the best, or, you know, this is what you messed up on. But, you know, there are other times when I come back and they're just high fives and thumbs ups. And it, at, so, but I, I do want constructive criticism, but it's, I don't, I don't like it when it's unsolicited. Gotcha. Uh, and I'm sure that's, it's not the most traditional, right. like, way or whatever i might i don't want to come off as like a diva disrespect for anything but like i i ask people whose whose opinions i i kind of want um not and that's not just asking people who would tell me it's good i'm i'm asking people whose whose kind of opinion i value well you trust and yeah i i'm not a fan of someone that i barely know just coming up to me and of course like i've had it done with like uh some of it like a name on the show like a big name and that's cool i'll take that but you know have you is there a perfect match no absolutely not that's the best Um, that's the best answer ever uh so like one of my one of one of the one of the best matches of all time, kind of universally, okay. is um, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, right. Halloween Havoc, yep. right? Yep. There, there's some sloppy shit in there. Or sorry, I don't know. If no, you're good. Right. You're good. You're good. Sloppy right. shit. There, there's some sloppy shit in that match, and got who am I to say? But like, yeah, right. there's some some miscues. Doesn't matter. Right. Still an amazing match, but no, it's, it's it wasn't perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That because people the, that match is always thrown out there as mm-hmm. one of the greatest matches ever, mm-hmm. and uh, you do go back and watch it. You can you. I mean, maybe not me. I I don't I don't wrestle, uh, but I'm sure if I went back and watched it now, there'd be things I didn't enjoy about it. Uh, I'll be that guy that says I didn't even enjoy Mysterio's ring gear, but that's a different story. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the ring gear that night. It's not his best. It it's cool looking, I guess, okay. but not my favorite. Um, you you have also mentioned on on other shows, uh, like when someone said to you, like, what advice would you give in this and that? And you always said you kept saying the same thing over and over. Uh, don't don't take it too serious, and mm-hmm. uh, like don't don't take wrestling too seriously. Um, can you? Is that hard in a business that's a business and one where safety's involved, you need to train? I'm sure you weren't talking about that aspect. What aspect of that. what aspect of uh don't take it too seriously were you getting at? And mm-hmm. is it easier said than done? Yes, it's absolutely easier said than done, right? Because this this is an art form that to do you have to have some level of passion for right um so yeah it, it, it's you have to kind of keep yourself in check sometimes where it's like hey this this isn't the battle to fight or or whatever it is this isn't something to, to kind of get yourself upset over um but no obviously obviously everyone should take their their in-ring seriously even their character stuff take take the 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 work seriously um it's the kind of 
you know, um, I don't want to say political because it's too broader a term, but like just the mundane minutia of, of everything that goes into what we do can't take it too seriously or you think you should be getting something that you're not getting because you're working very hard like can't take that too seriously um i took like a, a little hiatus from wrestling at the end of 2019 and i thought i was done thought i had retired but when i did come back my my philosophy was just that i just want to have fun that's all I care about. I just want to have fun and create good art and have fun with my, hang out with my friends. Like that's right. that, cause that's kind of all I do. And not only have I just enjoyed myself more, but I, I've been more successful with that kind of mindset than I was like caring so much about the minutia of it all. We're, were you taking it too seriously? Is that what led to the hiatus? Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the things, um, there, there was a, a couple of things, a bunch of stuff that was going on, but yeah. I think one of the big ones was like, yeah, I'm taking, it, it, investing far too much of my uh, bandwidth on wrestling and it's making me depressed. Mm. I don't, it's just not fun anymore. I don't want to do it. Mental health is big in, in the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Not to be taken lightly. Um, yep. All right, moving, moving on. Uh, who are the goons, and how can I become one? Uh, so there is a, a closed registration <laughs> at, the, at the moment for the goons. Uh, but the goons would be... Uh, and there's eight of us. I hope I don't forget anybody. Uh, myself, Rob Radke, um, Killian McMurphy, Big Dust, Dustin Wilson, Eel O'Neill, A.K. Willis, Miles Millennium, Saul Esparza, and Nelly. No Erica Lee? Uh, Erica is the the most goon adjacent human being on the planet uh, a, a spiritual goon if nothing else but official canon goons those are the eight i like all those words adjacent canon <laughs> uh, it's like catwoman like cat is catwoman really with batman or is, is right. catwoman batman's villain you never really know the way i think about it is like if you buy Ninja Turtles merchandise, yes. okay. a lot of the times Shredder is on it. Yes. Uh, so she's part of, a big part of, of what we do, but she is, you know, kind of the foil uh, yes. to, to all our, our schemes. Well said. Yeah. You buy that Star Wars shit. You buy food. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. lot of Vader merch yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the other thing I was wondering, uh, Big Doss, the goons, uh, have you guys put out uh, nothing but the hits yet? Because I'm looking for some new music to listen to. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no. We're working on it. We got a, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of projects in the queue at, uh, at Goon HQ. Goon uh, <laughs> HQ. 
like a but cartoon. Yeah, we, 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 we'll uh, we'll put out a press release as soon as that's uh, as soon as that's ready. Is there any? Do I sign up with my email for that for the press release? Uh, as soon as, soon as we get the Patreon <laughs> up and running, I'll let you know and we can get all that squared away. Uh, speaking of third party uh, ways to stay afloat, who's Thicky mm-hmm. Steamboat? Oh, Thicky Steamboat. Yeah. That's my that's my uh, OnlyFans handle. What can? That's a great handle, by the way. Thank you. Uh, one of my favorite handles of all time. OnlyFans, <laughs> Twitch handle, any handle. Grab up Thicky Steamboat. Um, wh- what can we expect from that? What 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 does that get us? Um, nothing. I don't. I don't ever post anything on there. I just just got to have it. Occasionally, I try to to do something, and then I just don't have the motivation, uh, the the work ethic for it. Because yeah. my fiance is is a an actual earner on there, and it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of shit I want to do for for this show and and all that stuff. It's just time, time yeah. and fucking effort. Hard. Um, yep. But I've gotten through all the wrestling crap. I I'm sure I left mm-hmm. stuff out, and we're gonna finish up uh, with obviously what you got coming up, where we can find you. But there's a lot of stuff non wrestling. Uh, that really intrigues me with you. Uh, first of all, uh, you have a podcast, anything but wrestling podcast, which has me completely jealous. Um, because we have a wrestling show or podcast, and we hardly talk wrestling. Hardly. Right. Um, yeah. And I, I think your mindset behind that is great. Uh, how often does that those episodes come out? How's that work? Uh, so I try to do biweekly every every other week. Um, I did take some time off to, to kind of prepare for some, some wrestling shows and get my mind behind that. Uh, so I just started season two, um, with Shay McCoy. We talked our, uh, our Taylor Swift fandom. I'm not sure who the next episode is going to be, but, um, hope I'll hope. Yeah. Hoping to get that out next week. Um, yeah. Um, Speaking of Taylor Swift, uh, new mm. album out. I believe it's called yep. Midnight. Taylor Swift, big in my household. Uh, oh, I've, yeah. I have three daughters. It's huge. It's been huge forever. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am a, I will, I, what do we, what do I call myself? I'm a Taylor Swift fan. My Swifty? Yep. You're a, Taylor Swift fans are Swifty. I'm a Swifty. Um, I have not heard the new album yet. Mm-hmm. I've heard no. I've heard, I take that back. I've heard this the single. I've heard Antihero. Heard that one. Okay, yeah. Um, so I don't have an actual review on the new album. Uh, my favorite album is 1989. That's a good one. That's 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 uh, the album that made me a Swifty. Okay, all right. Have you heard um, Ryan Adams cover that album? No, I might have. You might. It's it's worth a listen. It's interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So okay. So where was my question? So, uh, what is okay? I haven't heard the new album. Have you heard it? Yes. Okay. Many times. Many times. Um. Give <laughs> me. Give me. Besides Antihero, which I've heard because it's been on 
you know, serious. Mm. Uh, give me a couple more tracks I should be listening to tonight when I fall asleep. Uh, Maroon okay. is uh, maybe my favorite. Um, You're on your own, kid is great. Um, Snow on the beach. Ooh. And uh, the 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 opening track, Lavender Haze. Okay. My my oldest daughter is all about this album, so I know it's 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 good. Every it's crazy. The whole world's about this album. It's kind of nuts. Um, I almost I almost bought my oldest daughter the vinyl record yesterday. I was at Target and I was gonna mm-hmm. buy it. And there's four different covers with four yeah. different like colors of vinyl, and there was no price yep. on the fucking albums. Uh, so my attention deficit disorder did not allow me to look the price up and get it, but I will get her eventually. Well, you know why that is the the four different covers. No, I do not. If you put them together. <sighs> In like a square, there's a clock. Oh, motherfucker. And then on her website, she sells like the clock mechanism that you can hang up. Are you fucking kidding me? Now I gotta buy all four. <laughs> marketing genius. She is. she is a marketing genius. Damn. Well, you know, I'm, I'm more happy that there's a reason behind it than mm-hmm. just to have four albums. Right, yeah. But you do want to get it uh, from Target because I guess the Target uh, exclusives have like an exclusive track that's not on oh, like Spotify okay. or anything called Hit Different. Okay. Hey, I'd love to take Target trips. Have you ever <laughs> seen her? Have you ever seen her perform live? No, hoping to when she uh, comes to Philly on this tour. Yeah, my wife's trying to get tickets too. Um, which is challenging. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she did. She didn't tell me. Um, so they haven't gone on sale yet. I just know I, I waited uh, six hours on her website to try and uh, re- to just to register for pre-sale. Yeah, that's which what isn't it was. Even like, right. Yeah, I, I'm still not even guaranteed to be able to get a ticket, but, you know. All right, I'm being asked in the chat a Taylor Swift question, which I don't have the answer to, but you might. Did Taylor (laughs) Swift drop the next name of Ryan Reynolds' baby? I don't don't know. Um, So Taylor Swift uh, is is notorious for leaving a lot of, like, Easter eggs and puzzle pieces and her music and all her content, and it's awesome there's a whole community of swifties who just like try and decode everything and more power to them but i do not have the energy to to (laughs) do deep dives into to to what she's got uh teasing i just let the internet do it and and wish him the best of luck that's how i that's how i handle wrestling that's how i handle the bray wyatt situation some, some other some other geek handle that and i'll just follow along yeah. Uh, wow. Now I now I now I feel like I have to go listen to the album tonight. I fall asleep. I usually listen to sports talk radio, but now I think I'll listen to midnight. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Um, another non wrestling thing I want to bring up. Uh, my notes, mm-hmm. my sources tell me you're a a Tennessee Titans fan. That is correct. 
fuck yes. Right? I am. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I am a, a, I'm, I live in upstate New York, but I'm a Boston fan for everything except Uh football, where I am a Uh Titans fan. Uh, very odd. Used to be an Oilers fan. Um, yes. Unfortunately, I'm a Titans fan. Now, right. I have high hopes for them. Mm-hmm. Because I believe in their coach, I believe in their running game, right? And I believe mm-hmm. in their defense. That's one thing right. we're lacking. Yeah. <laughs> um, what yeah. did you think of the game this Monday or this Sunday night versus Casey? So I uh, I didn't I caught the very end of it because mm-hmm. I was at a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I I t- tuned into the game right when the Chiefs. Uh, tried that two-point conversion. So I saw all three tries that they had, which was cool. Uh, But I just think... uh, I've been thinking a lot about it, actually. Probably too much. (laughs) Right? I I think, first of all, getting rid of A.J. Brown has got to be top top five worst off-season moves in the history of any sport ever. It's horrible. Um, I think there's a, a, a quarterback coach problem. Okay. Uh, I, for the longest time, or not the longest time, I was just like, I, I don't think Tannehill's as bad as, as everyone else thinks he is. I don't but know I if the playoffs say, last year hurt. <laughs> the playoffs hurt. Mm, Derrick Henry doesn't play well in the playoffs That's either. True. That's so it's, it's not fair. Yeah. Um, but I mean,. Tannehill, I, I was at the Commanders game like three weeks ago, and I noticed it's like Tannehill will not run, which fine, but he will not get rid of it. He's getting sacked for like 15 yards because he's trying to scramble, but right. no one to throw to. Um, and then they put in Malik Willis, and then what I saw at, at, in that overtime was the same thing. Same like, stuff. Get, same stuff. He, Make a decision. Do something. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously no expert, right. but look, I the AJ like, Brown thing just really stinks. That hurt because <laughs> they got no offensive weapons. They got you nothing can, for it. You can put Absolutely eight, eight in the box, nine in the box. Doesn't matter. No, they're not gonna throw it to anybody. It, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I watched that. I thought Malik Willis. I felt bad for him because yeah, it's a tough spot to be in. It was in. a tough spot to be in. Uh, there's yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll see. I mean, yeah, Chiefs are tough. I mean, we're we're almost guaranteed to play house spot because how terrible yeah. the division is. So we'll get there and maybe hope for better next year. I guess. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Or or you could be do what I did in Madden and just trade Tannenhill, <laughs> dump the contract, yeah, I, get some picks. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think Tannenhill's solid if if he has someone to throw to. I agree. I agree. He and, doesn't. And from what I saw Lines, from, from Willis, I don't want to trade Tannenhill now. Yeah, and lines lines not doing him any no. favors. Yeah, that AJ Brown hurt. Yep. It hurt. It hurt all around, everywhere. Um, my notes also tell me, and I'm gonna get to this promotion. I I think I, as long mm-hmm. as they're still valid, this uh, 
SWO and this outbreak. Mm-hmm. I, I, as long as they're still there, it's so good. I don't have the dates for them. You're going to help me with that. Uh, but my notes yep. tell me that you're a Batman fan. Uh, yeah, less so the more time goes on, but, uh, or at least the, the Batman, uh, universe. Comics um, or movies or both? Both. I, I haven't, uh, read a comic in a long time. I have a stack of them that I bought a long time ago that I just haven't had the, the that will to get to, um, <laughs> But yeah, all all of the above. All right. We have this discussion a lot on this show. Um, mm-hmm. Probably too much. Um, who is the best Batman? What I'll start with. Uh, the best Batman, in my opinion, is Ben Affleck. Okay. Which okay. took... I, I didn't want him to be. I hated when they, they right. cast him. But, I mean, he crushed it. Um, good. And I know those those movies have their flaws, right. but he, he did great. His though. performance is is pretty great. Uh, that leads me. This is a great transition. Uh, I I don't know if you're a Howard Stern fan. Maybe you are. Maybe you will understand this. Nah. Anyways, this question. Uh, I couldn't think of a way to convert it into comics. Uh, I I know how to convert it for wrestling, where it's like push Barry release type of thing um mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say f mary kill michael keaton michael keaton's batman christian bale's batman or ben affleck's batman uh mary ben affleck's batman um kill keaton fuck bale there you go well done well played um, I uh I know everyone loves Keaton. I'm I'm not I'm not a Keaton stan for as far as Batman, but that's just me. I believe we when we had this conversation last time, I believe I chose Christian Bale as my mm-hmm. favorite Batman. Vanessa can chime in if I'm wrong, but I I believe I chose Christian Bale. But I think it had more to do with Heath Ledger's Joker, so I wasn't quite certain uh i did see michael keaton's batman in the 1989 batman when it came out in the theaters i saw it uh but i believe i am a christian bale fan but ben affleck is growing on me and if i can see one more time of ben affleck as batman yeah i may be swayed yeah i I feel you left a little to be desired yeah and but i don't think that's left his, more on the table i don't think that's his fault though i think that's no him. no 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 not not, not him i think that's like i said yeah um well anyways uh mr uh rob radke uh it's now rob right it's not robbie anymore rob not not robbie it's rob, rob, rob. which is funny because when i was robbie People would call me Rob, so I decided, <laughs> well, I'll just shorten it then. And, and now you Robbie. people call me Robbie. Yeah. It's whatever. Whatever. Um, it's it's the time of the show where I'm gonna give uh I'm gonna give you the mic, the proverbial mic. Mm-hmm. You can put over anything you want. You can let us know what's coming up. You can bury anything you want. <laughs> to be honest with you, you you can say absolutely anything, and I will not interrupt. The floor is yours. All right, cool. Um, so you can see me this Saturday, November 12th, 
at Outbreak Wrestling in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's at the legendary Hamburg Fieldhouse. Um, myself and Bad Bad Banks will be defending our uh, our Bad Street Championship, Tag Team Championship, uh, against Art of War. Um, next Saturday, the 19th, you can catch me at SWO in Seven Valleys, Pennsylvania. Um, I think that's it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it for this month. Some, some other stuff next month. Uh, you can catch me at Restival, uh, for Pizza Party Pro, um, December 29th. That's a ways off. Um, check out my podcast. It's on Spotify, um, YouTube under the, uh, HTW Network, uh, account. Uh, anything but wrestling, where I talk to people in the wrestling community about things that aren't wrestling, because why not? What? Yeah, I, I, I just want to get. Yeah, I just want to get to know my peers better and and help the fans kind of get to know them better too. Um, but yeah, that's what I've uh, I've got coming down the pipeline. Um, support me, support my friends, the goons who I've named. Um, support indie wrestling. Support indie wrestling and don't be a dick. Um, I threw that in. Mr. Rob Radke <laughs> did not say don't be a dick. I said it. Uh, yeah, I, I, to be completely honest, I'm, I'm so jealous of the anything for wrestling podcast. The, <laughs> I think I'm jealous of the name. The name alone is perfect. Um, you were talking <laughs> with someone else about doing a, a show on '90s sitcoms or '90s TV shows, uh, and then you started throwing out. Have you done that yet? I don't know. No, I don't think I have. That's a good one to to kind of pitch. Yeah, you were like on. you you started saying. Uh, what did you say? You said you said something. Then you said Saved by the Bell, and I'm like, oh, I'm down. Let's go to Saved by the Bell. Oh. Saturday morning might have been might have been with Big Dust. Yeah, maybe. Good stuff, man. I I mean, I I would prefer to. It's interesting because we have a wrestling show. It's a wrestling show. It's a Twitch show with a wrestling gimmick, and we and I do. I like to talk wrestling. I like to hear. I guess it means more to me because I'm not in the business. I like to hear what the wrestlers think and in and all that fun stuff. But I love to. I love the fact that we can talk Taylor Swift or Titans football, right? Or Batman, yeah, yeah, yeah. or all that. We do it all day. It's fun. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so once again, I, I'm going to let you go. Thank you for giving us your time tonight. Uh, you're welcome back anytime you need to promote a show or promote a podcast episode or, or, or collaborate, do a podcast episode. Uh, let me know, uh, if I can crowbar it into my busy, busy <laughs> schedule with the ladies and all their shit. Uh, we can do it. But other than that, you've, right, been a, cool. you've been easy to talk to tonight. So, all right. Have Thanks for having me. Anytime. Good night. Good night, bud. Later. Great stuff, Vanessa. Oh.